Yeah. <laughs> this is Lauren. This is me. <laughs> I feel bad for anyone listening to me because every time I laugh, it's ear piercing. Oh, so me I think too. everyone's gonna be like, "Vibe up, vibe now." <laughs> Welcome to Better Out Loud, the podcast that gives voice to real humans and their very real stories about fostering intentional relationships. I'm your totally down-to-earth host and best friend enthusiast, Kylie. I'm wildly inspired by my own irreplaceable relationships, my obsession with creativity, and yes, years of Gilmore Girls reruns, but more than anything, by my relationship with my late best friend, Abby. I'm so grateful you're joining us. Let's jump right in for this week's episode and get you ready to love fearlessly better every single day. Hi, everyone. Hi. And welcome to Better Out Loud, episode eight. Oh my God. I know. Already eight? We are so fortunate to have another one of my favorite humans in the world. People are probably tired of me saying that and think it's not true, but you'll hear and you'll find out why. So... I am happy to introduce Lauren Adams. Hey guys. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. I keep acting like there's a live audience. <laughs> Literally, Kylie and I are just shimming <laughs> to each other. <laughs> things, the things you can't see. Um, and I just want to give this caveat. There is a major windstorm happening. There is. And I don't know if the mics are picking you up or not. If it sounds like we're getting blown away, it's because we are. <laughs> I'm a little scared. Yeah. It's fine. Um, it's all fine. So Lauren, thank you so much for joining this of week. Of course. You know you're one of the first people that came to my mind when I was starting this project, um, but no one else knows why yet. So I was hoping that we could just start with introductions sure. and you could tell people a little bit about you, where you're from, okay. your fam, where you went to school, if you want to share that and kind of what you're up to now. All right. Okay. So like Carly said, I'm Lauren. Um, I moved to Virginia Beach a little over five years ago from Mechanicsville, one horse town right outside of Richmond. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, went to Radford University. Have a really cool fam. Got two brothers, one older, one younger. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely love Virginia Beach. It's definitely where I'm meant to be, and I met honestly like some of my best friends here. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I know that we'll dive a little <laughs> bit more into that later. Yes. So <laughs> Well, the way I start all the shows is um, by sharing a little bit about why I've invited someone to be on mm-hmm. because I know why but no one else does yet <laughs> so <Neither>. tell me <laughs> I'm excited to tell you <laughs> um, so I do have a little note okay <laughs> I forgot your original note oh, so I can rewrite everything that I was thinking I can't wait um yeah I'm but also gonna drink please feel free this is John's leftover water <laughs> no he brought this. that for you <laughs> okay good I know my uh, roommate is obsessed with ASMR, which is how we we pretended to start episode four. Oh, <laughs> so um, all sound effects are welcome. Very good. She says they're pleasing to the ear. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I'll think on it. Okay, okay. Um, okay, but so for everyone listening, here is my letter to Lauren and a little bit more about why I invited her to be on the show. Dear Lauren, what a joy it's been to know you and to have you in my world over these last few years. You remind me so much of the familiar spirit of Abby in your ability to love big, to love creatively, and to love fully. I not only appreciate you welcoming me with open arms into your world, 
but also for being part of John's team in this after. Your spirit is radiant and the world and I are beyond lucky to know you. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> I already feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> Every episode I cry. One, I don't know how you wrote that immediately. Thank you so much. I already wrote it. No, like, and because that's how I feel. <laughs> that was extremely... Thank you. Because honestly, that is the highest compliment for you to say that about Abby too. So thank you so much. And I don't I love know we started the podcast with this. Like holding it in hardcore because if I start water... Yeah just the gates will be flowing so, and then i'm gonna be snotting this whole entire podcast <laughs> asmr okay that was um, yeah so happy. thank you yes really thank you here. no i'm excited to be here really. and i'm excited for everyone to get to know you a little yes so i think we jump in let's do it the concept of this show for anyone who may be tuning in just for the first time one i recommend you go back to episode one (laughs) Um, but if you're just jumping in the concept is around intentional relationships and how we love our people and we love them really big and it's inspired by my late best friend abby and the way that she moved through the world um so lauren i would love to know uh a little bit about First, how you learned about relationships in life and if there's anything significant to you from growing up or some of the people in your life that you'd like to share that kind of sets the foundation for how you have come to understand and know relationships. Sure. So this was actually a very interesting question right off the bat because it immediately took me back to childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents like a lot of parents were divorced Mm -hmm. and that happened around sixth grade. So when that happened growing up i kind of already had this feeling like okay like relationships don't really stay maybe they're around for a little while but they inevitably like will fall apart which i'm sure a lot of people when you're angsty mm-hmm. young teenager you know listen to like the angstiest <laughs> yeah. music ever yeah, what were you you're listening like, to though? honestly <laughs> we'll get into that later yeah. like, like, a lot of dashboard confessionals okay. yeah <laughs> really intense bangs yeah. but um <laughs> really that was a huge part of my upbringing, even though my family was always saying like, this isn't a representation of what you can have. It still was a very much like important part of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, it wasn't until college later when I met my best friend, Megan, who changed a lot about how I thought about relationships and how you have a choice to be in relationships Mm -hmm. and that you have the power to decide what that person is to you and that changing in relationships is inevitable but it's what you do with it Mm -hmm. from there is how you can control and also like have that person still around even though they might be something different for you Mm -hmm. which is extremely freeing thing even like thinking about from like divorced parents it's Mm -hmm. just because their relationship wasn't the same doesn't mean that it's not different and also beautiful in a different way now yeah so what a positive way to flip what once was this is how relationships are they end or they don't exactly. yeah that's i like that you use the word freeing i yep. think that's very significant and will come up a lot is very relevant for sure so that was a huge point and i'll talk about megan a lot probably with yeah. this because she was definitely a huge factor of how i've changed myself with relationships mm-hmm. and and she was oh so yeah megan megan (laughs) was my um college roommate i actually met her um freshman year she lived directly across the hall from me Mm -hmm. she was so mad that she got placed in this dorm and wanted to switch 
really badly. Like, she liked the building. No, she like was oh. like, oh, this is so boring. I'm gonna be amused. <laughs> Any Radford Highlander people? I'm gonna be amused. The <laughs> really cool freshman dorm. Um, we were in Draper, which I was excited about. Is Moffitt Quad. Cool? It's just like a little bit like some older people okay. too could be in. I say older. It's like literally one grade of <laughs> us. <laughs> but her her high school best friend Amy. Um, I actually stalked them on social media before in this like group that was like, hey, I'm Draper, room 222, and they were room 223. Little did we know that evens were on one side, odds were on another, so they weren't our sweet mates like we thought. Um, But Amy actually talked Megan, and she's like, you're not going to mess this up for me. We have cool sweet mates. We could get really weird sweet mates. Like, don't risk this. Let's stay in the storm. That's amazing. Little do we know, we both got the weirdest sweet mates ever. Shout out to yeah. you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we met in college, and um, we lived together ever since. She's actually the one who got me to move to Virginia Beach. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So she had an extra bedroom and hmm. was like, well, charge you basically nothing. You have no excuse not to come. Like, You're right. That's quite the pitch. Exactly. I want someone to recruit me like that. I know, I know. And the rest is history. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah, I I know we will. Well, my next question is, and it can be Megan or it can be anybody, can you talk about a specific relationship or some relationships that have impacted the way you have chosen to be more intentional with over time? For sure. And what did that look like? For sure. Um... It is going to be Megan again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Megan definitely was, and she is, has been this person that has taught me that you don't have to just invest your relationship or your feelings or your time into one person. I dated someone for a really long time, and mm-hmm. um, and she taught me how, like, what it means to show up, what it means to be there, what it means to truly listen, not just, like, you know, when someone's standing in front of you, or do they are they actually hearing you? Mm-hmm. You know, are they listening to you? Do they care? Do you remember the things? Do you go above and beyond for that person? She's always been that person for me. So she definitely taught me how to be like the best friend I possibly could ever be. Um, and I have lifelong friends too, like Rachel, since I was in preschool. Mm-hmm. It's that remind me of any new girl fans out there but like Jess yeah okay Jess and Cece when they said if we were to have met now would we have been friends and they joke and they say probably not Mm -hmm. um that's Rachel and I we are so opposite but it just works and we've invested in each other and it takes time um and work and and it's an active choice it is and that's the thing it's like choice and choosing that was something that Megan would always talk about it's just Mm. that friends are worth investing in and you know at the end of the day like who do you want to have in your corner and Mm. you take time to like appreciate them and show them how much you care so Mm. she was a huge person and has been a really big person in my life to show me what it means to be an actual true friend Mm. yes so thank you hopefully that answered i don't even remember absolutely okay it does (laughs) yeah and i appreciate you sharing that and i i love how much you bring to the table in terms of all of your people i can see it in you I see you channel a lot of the energy of the people who are in your world and it and it culminates in this way that makes a very special person so and as I get to meet them it's just it's to say you've met you've met some of them now so yeah I know so it's fun to see those pieces and the things that are very uniquely you Um, (laughs) and so I also want to ask you know you mentioned a little bit about where you're from and where you grew up Mm -hmm. um but I wondered if you could also talk about your connection to your family sure. and how that has informed 
or not, I guess, um, a little bit more about relationships. I know you spoke about your parents a little, um, but I didn't know if there's anything you, you wanted to add about how that's kind of shaped your foundational knowledge, I guess, of relationships. Sure. Actually, my mom is, um, she's very much the extra, goes above and beyond, literally will like count down to the amount of gifts in a stocking. So one of her kids do not feel left out. Like she's so, I mean, being a mother to her is like the best thing and having that relationship. And so she's really formed a lot that I will do as well as that family is first Mm -hmm. and showing that you care for someone, showing up and always being there for someone. Mm -hmm. So she has been a huge part of that. Um, I've had a hard time with my dad. I've not been very close mm-hmm. in years with him. I still like, he's my dad, love him, but we don't have that intense relationship like mm-hmm. with my mom. Um, he's a great guy, but yeah, it's just a, definitely like a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. She is someone that will show up and want to listen and want to truly know what's going on in my life. Like not on like the surface level like very much deeper Mm -hmm. and I think that's really important is you know like you can feel oh I'm really close to all these people in a surface level feeling but when you can actually see the deep dark corners or Mm. hear about the things that are deeper is where I feel I bond more with um so I think that's where my mom and I are a lot closer in that sense and she's taught me how to do that and how to make sure you are showing and literally telling every single person you love every single day that you love them mm-hmm. i probably say it too much <laughs> no <laughs> such thing I, I know but literally even megan's like god i think you guys said like i love you before hanging up 10 times <laughs> i was like okay love you bye yep love you all right yep oh one more time love you bye <laughs> you know what's funny i haven't brought this up yet um but abby was one of my only friends who would literally always say love you bye really? like, before, getting off the phone <laughs> and i think it's funny because in in friendships i know you're talking about your mom but in friendships i actually get shy like sometimes yeah. it's by habit that I'll like tell someone that I love them or whatever but you know when, when you're dating someone it's a big deal yeah. when you tell someone that you love them for the first time <laughs> I think I get nervous when I realize that I love a friend of mine <laughs> and I like just start to weave it in but Abby is someone who like literally would I just think she loved everybody I don't know yeah. I, anyone she was on the phone she's like okay I love you bye cool, and I love like, you bye and I just was like oh my god you love me <laughs> are you're like staring friends? at the phone when she hangs up you're like oh my god <laughs> but but that's a it's so it's not small I was gonna say it's so small but to I think sometimes it can be overlooked but I just like when people say it so I don't all to say I'll call you like love you back every second you can you can just say that but I I appreciate that as a trait I do I I think it's sweet where it comes from and And Meg and I actually work together now funny full circle so she moved away Mm -hmm. um I moved to Virginia Beach she got me here and then lived with me for a little bit and then <laughs> and was like oh, I'm actually gonna leave I'm like okay cool thanks Bye. thanks for bringing me here <laughs> uh, but she actually moved to Florida Denver Portland Oregon and now she's back here and mm-hmm. she's working with me um but it's funny because when we are on the phone with each other I we've always said like love you bye and I've had to watch myself because I'm like with employees and like I don't think that they know how close we are <laughs> so I'm just like love you bye <laughs> I'm like, just that was my mom. <laughs> Don't worry about yeah. it. That's actually really special. Yeah. Funny. So if I could say, please uh, tell everyone that you love that you love them. Yeah. That would be my first. Yeah. For sure. Um, so as we think about the different relationships, you've introduced a few of them already. Um, I want to talk about the way we love people. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite parts of the show. I would love to know 
how you like to receive love and how you like to give love. You can choose where to start. Yes. Um, so on a few of your other episodes, you brought up um, love languages, yes. which I'm all about. The I love know. languages. <laughs> the five love languages yes. by Gary someone. Yeah, I know. Like and it. I like take this online quiz once every six months just to see, <laughs> just if, to see if it's change. the same. <laughs> I'm like, I've been feeling really needy lately. Like maybe it's changed. Um, so it's funny. I actually brought up my scores from the last couple no of times way. that I've done it. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, so I, I actually took one on April 9th. I don't know why. I was like at home, like, just taking this. Like, I've done then, it multiple times. I know. Like, generally, just like have a self check in. Like, this what, is do, validating. What, do, what do I need? Um, and then I took one a few days ago after listening to the podcast. Okay. And it's funny. Um, top one's acts of service. Mm. Second is words of affirmation. Okay. And then physical touch, quality time, receiving gifts. And the only one that swapped was the bottom two. Okay. Um, ah, so it was a consistent. Pretty or the b- bottom three actually physical touch quality and receiving gifts kind of flip flop every okay. once in a while but the top two have always been acts of service and words of affirmation. That's wonderful. And we yeah. have not talked to someone whose top was acts of service yet, so I'm excited. Oh yes. Here, how the, how does that show up for you? What is an example of an acts of an service? An act of service that has really filled you up. So I mean, it's small, but it feels large in my world. Mm-hmm. Um, my boyfriend Brennan, he's like the most selfless person in the whole world. Shout out uh, to right, Brennan. Shout out hardcore to Brennan. <laughs> Brent Dog Millionaire is his nickname. Okay. <laughs> Make that uh, money. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, it's like I feel like my mind and life goes a million miles a minute. I can't say no. I have a hard time with that. So I constantly say, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll do that. Or absolutely, like I will be somewhere at 5 30 5 45 and six o'clock somehow i know you were very um, sweetly going to drive an hour and a half to yeah, meet me halfway I'm, to record absolutely why would i not <laughs> but then i all of a sudden have this moment of like and we actually were talking about i might cuss on this podcast yeah. i'm sorry but like we'll this, this like explicit. this like oh shit moment of mm-hmm. i don't know how i'm physically going to be able to do all this and like do my laundry or mm. like have a second to like make my lunch or anything and then that becomes so overwhelming to me that i just feel very just like drained so having someone just say hey like let me get you something to eat or like Mm -hmm. let me do your laundry for you really quick just is such a weight lift Mm -hmm. and to me it's someone saying like I just want you to feel better Mm -hmm. I just want you to be happy and like how can I help you yeah it's such a nice thing like so I absolutely love that to me is so important um seeing someone that you love if they're not at their absolute best or if they're struggling mm-hmm. offering a hand is mm-hmm. what to me is like very nice so and do you find that because I ask this question sometimes do you find that that is the most natural way for you to show love as well or oh actually no okay yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny I love that. Yeah, yeah I don't think I naturally do that mm-hmm. um the way that I show love more is um I think I'm more of a words of affirmation giver like I can tell you how much I care about you and what I feel about you you say I love you every time. yeah I do I do I for sure well I guess I don't know maybe access service might be like throwing up scene parties or like you know like doing yeah. things like I know that pla- quality planning time, I, would, I guess I think yeah you give your time which is to Qual- your point about the acts of service meaning so much because your time is for sure so I guess in a way I do I don't want to speak for you yeah I I don't even I don't know honestly maybe we'll ask Brennan yeah because I'm not really sure well that's well I think what we can talk about is 
what are some of the ways that you, so you don't have to tie it to a love language, but let's talk about some of the ways you show love naturally. So you brought up, I know that you, one of the things I love about you and that I feel like we share is this making a big deal out of yes. things. I, I used to say making a big deal out of little things, but I realized they're not little things. No, to me, they're big things. Yeah. So Birthdays. if you could talk about, yeah, let's talk about some of those things. Um, and sure. what do you love about it? What's easy for you? You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I used to say making a big thing, a big deal of little things, but so I'm a huge advocate of you better take off for your birthday. <laughs> I'm sorry, if that day didn't happen X amount of years ago, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. So mm-hmm. I think it's so warranted to celebrate mm-hmm. no matter what age, what's going on in your life and making someone feel special. Um, and yeah, it's just like the act of you are spending time thinking about what that person likes what makes them happy? How can I make them happy today? Make them feel so loved mm-hmm. is super exciting for me. Um, and you're very good at it. Oh, <laughs> if I can say <laughs> that. <laughs> but I I love that, and I also just always think I'm like, I'll always yell like, commit, like let's commit to this. Like don't have you're ass, more of a planner, like, you know, right? like I in ways I'm bad. Like things I think are fun, and then yeah, yeah. other things I just like don't. I'm like fly by the seat of my pants a little bit. But yes, I guess I like I'm more. Blend of a planner on those um accords but yeah i think it's more just making people feel special because they deserve it like yeah my friends deserve to feel special my family deserves to feel special mm-hmm. brennan like all these people mm-hmm. honestly wouldn't be who i was or who i am today without them as well mm-hmm. so they deserve to feel really loved and like yeah. so anything like that i think it's like a great opportunity pizza club there's yeah. a whole other thing I know that we'll talk about. We will. <laughs> um, well, do you mind sharing? Because I have been part of two birthdays this year yes. that you have been part of. Um, but So I didn't know if you wanted to pick one, but I would love for you to talk about an event. I'm thinking of Tom Palooza. Okay. Yeah, one. I, I think say, that's a good one. one. Yeah. Okay. Um, and where did the thought come from? What was it like to plan? How did it go? Okay. So Tom Palooza. <laughs> is something we made up for our friend Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say we because this is a group effort. Definitely. We definitely had a lot of people behind the scenes for this. Mm-hmm. So little fact, Tom is my um, interim roommate because <laughs> couch stiffing for life. But um, he is my roommate, also one of my best friends, and Tom and I share a birthday. So birthday yeah. That's so right. if you know anything about Tom and I, we are both, Leo's obsessed with just like <laughs> our birthdays and just making things so extra. Mm-hmm. Um, so every year I'm like, yeah, so like for my birthday, we're going to do this. And he's like, no, for mine. <laughs> but this oh, year he turned... adds a dimension to the fact that you did this party. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So it was it. So this was his 30th birthday year. So graciously, I gave up this year for him. Was generous. <laughs> that was very generous. Um, and we decided that we needed to throw him a 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. And our friend group is extra. We just do things well, you know, above, I don't know, people are, we're, we're crazy, honestly. People are like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm like, I have to commit. Um, so one of our favorite things in the world is Firefly Music Festival. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. We become, like, honestly, a lot of us became super close at Firefly. Kylie came yeah. last year. John, so if you listened to last episode, John mentioned how that is something neither of us would have ever done. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and we looked at each other like, who are we? Literally, their faces, like, the first, like, day, we're like, yeah, we're doing this. And they're like, where are we? <laughs> yeah. 
but, but I mean, yeah. that speaks to y'all. You all had been doing this for how many years? Uh, well, it's a or, wide variety. But for right. me, I think this coming up will be my sixth year, okay. I believe. But there's some long timers even yes. beyond that, which is wild. But Very we love crew. <laughs> exactly, we love Firefly. It's all about being together as friendship. Like it's just you know we love it so tom's favorite thing in the world is tom is firefly as well it's tom it's tom <laughs> it's him you do some i'm like no it's not but um we decided to do an own like music festival inspired by tom hence tomapalooza <laughs> um and we threw it in the backyard of his parents house in pungo and if you don't know pungo it's very rural mm-hmm. wide open spaces perfect area for a music festival Uh, (laughs) We actually literally had a trailer stage um, insane signage that matched all the actual signs of each stages in Firefly. The detail was unbelievable. Um, Yeah, those were all hand-painted by one of our friend's sisters who did a really great job. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a silent disco area. (laughs) We actually had bands come and play. Uh, We made him a whole poster lineup. Um, Anyway, so it was so much fun to plan um and really the most rewarding thing is like to see tom's face like when that all comes together and just and he was so overwhelmed by it Mm -hmm. and i remember him just saying like i can't believe you guys did all this for me and it's just my thing is every person deserves to feel that way like Mm -hmm. every single person deserves to feel that this is i can't believe all these people love and care about me Mm -hmm. because we do like we love him so much and Mm -hmm. that's not short to any of my friends like Mm -hmm. i would do that for a lot of my friends and and family (laughs) and you certainly have yeah i know we picked one example but yeah so anyway the whole point of it is just like taking that time to make sure your friends know how much like they are important to be around in your life and a lot of people's lives so yeah yeah and i'm glad you brought up birthdays because this has come up on multiple episodes and i am someone who is so funny about my birthday and i don't do anything consistent and or i don't know how to ask for what i want sometimes i want people sometimes i don't Mm. i'm like an outgoing introvert so it's very hard for me to navigate that (laughs) and so i wanted to know on the flip side i don't know much about what you do or what you like yeah and the way you say you want people to feel so special and important and um those things that resonate with me really well. I would love to know where that comes from. And if if this isn't too much of yeah. a personal question, like if you have felt that yourself yeah. and you want to pass it forward or if maybe or not. Um, um, yeah, I, wait, that's such an interesting question. Yeah. Um, I would say a lot of it probably stems back from my mom. Like she goes above and extra with anything that we do as a family like that too um I don't know I think maybe it has tied back to me not feeling that for Mm -hmm. a lot of my life like I had really great friends but I like I said I have yes lifelong friends and whatnot but they just don't express Mm -hmm. love and feelings and stuff like what I like, which is like the access service, which would be, yes, throw me a birthday party, please. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. take the planning <laughs> but, right? off of me. Right? No, no. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I would say that maybe I had a really hard time finding my niche and my crew for a while Yeah. and to find people who appreciate things in the, and to understand and look at things in the way that I look at them. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like it has been recent years that I've found that crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do, I mean, they do a lot for me. They they go they go above and beyond this past 
birthday I had like really fun like little scavenger hunt thing that's done and like they know what I feel about my birthday so they yeah. I mean I love my thing is I have to wake up and have a bagel on my birthday oh I didn't so, know that. oh I love it it's so much fun but um what kind of bagel I just love a plain <laughs> I love a plain bagel with plain cream cheese <laughs> No judgment. Uh, no, everyone judges like what? It's what I like. Okay. <laughs> How long have you had a bagel on your birthday? <laughs> I like love it so much. It's so funny, but um, yeah, I, my friends know how much that means to me, and it's not about literally. I don't care about the present by yeah. any means. It's like I just want them to all be there and just to show up. And I've had a lot of years people like recently that have showed up mm-hmm. and has been really overwhelming. Like just great so i'm super lucky that's been that such they understand a uh, birthdays come up a lot in these conversations that's i guess because it's it's a day about you yeah. or someone you mm-hmm. know it prompts us to celebrate people when maybe otherwise we don't naturally exactly. do it um but it's interesting it's interesting to think about how i think that you i think you make people feel special and do thoughtful things on what i would consider off days you don't necessarily need a prompt or a special day, you know, from my observations. Um, and one of the things that I've been so excited to talk to you about is Pizza Club. <laughs> yeah. For many reasons. Um, and, you know, I shared a little bit in the last episode. John kind of gave people the scoop on what it is, but I would love for you to still do it from your own lens. Um, but I wanted to share that in a way, this is it is something that a connection to Abby but something we didn't actually share. Yeah, that's um, a great. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's, you know, that's another wave of my connection to you and some of the folks here. It, it's a very interesting dynamic of um, before Abby and after Abby for me. But I, it is something that was special to me, deeper than the idea. So I would love for you to share on the surface what it is. And Absolutely. then we can talk a little bit more about it. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pizza Club actually started, the idea was from one of my old um, co-workers and jobs and mm-hmm. my past employment. All the co-workers there were just so fun. They were really great. They're like, what if we did like a like a pizza club, but we don't, it's a club that literally their tagline was the club that you do nothing. Um, <laughs> and so we would just maybe have pizza in the break room or something and talk about it. That was the whole premise. And we were going to order some shirts and... Um, <laughs> The company didn't want to pay for it, so we were trying to get extra people to chime in and like buy these so-called pizza club shirts. So I asked Tom and Brennan at home and was like, "Hey, like, do you guys want to buy these shirts?" And then we start talking about it. And we're like, "Actually, like, what if we like literally did a pizza club? Like, this is kind of a really great idea." But they didn't really want to do much with it it was just kind of this like maybe idea of like kind of funny shirt really was really what it was um so yeah we committed hard and um <laughs> I like this theme yes um so we started at pizza club and the whole premise is that we meet once a month to go find the world's best pizza mm-hmm. um really it's Hampton Roads pretty much around here we've got a couple places DC and a few others but um and really it's about spending time together and we only have a couple rules. You got to wear your pizza club shirt. If you don't eat with forks and knives, we never really instilled that. But. No, literally the last time we were all together, I did not wear my shirt. Yeah, she was like, oh my God. I'm like, you know I'm what's going to happen right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a rule. And we do not want to talk about anything that's 
really heavy or like complains about work it's the rules of basically what you would talk about as a seven-year-old um (laughs) yeah just playful not so like you're not coming here to vent to each other you're here to just have fun like what is about just being fun eating pizza drinking beer and just being with your friends so and what i that i would like to interject right now and say if you have not tried this before as someone who's listening tell yourself that at this dinner or at this gathering or this thing we're not going to talk about work it has completely transformed it is so funny how often you do it instinct especially when you know i've been going through a really difficult work situation absolutely um and it's not to say that there isn't space and importance in doing oh, that. Oh, absolutely. But it does change the environment of the space that you're in and the way you can be intentional with people when you remove that layer. You find out actually so much more because usually you say, hey, how was your day? And you're like, oh, well, today it worked, blah, blah. Yes. And really, the minute you say, like, no, like, that's not mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Like, how are you? Yeah. Like, what about your life and mm-hmm. your interests? Because in my mind, like, life is so much more than... I know it takes five days, like five of our seven days of our week, but so much more than work. And I don't want to hear, I obviously love to hear everything about it. But during this time, it's like, this is when we want to connect further than that. Mm-hmm. What's been going on with you? Mm-hmm. Like, even it's like, oh, I've been watching this cool show. Like, yep. again, like seven-year-olds talking. This <laughs> yeah. is the coolest movie, whatever. But yeah. So thank you. Yeah. I, I would, I will circle back to that, but, but I love that rule and I wanted to give it an immediate shout out. It's so great. But so... <laughs> Pizza Club has evolved a lot, and um, it's grown tremendously in so many different cities, and we'll get to that later, I guess. But (laughs) the whole importance of this is that um, it's really hard to actually have spots open to have new members in. Mm -hmm. Kylie can attest, like, Mm -hmm. restaurants don't want to house, like, 60 people. We just ran into this. Yeah, it's not appealing. They're like, get out of (laughs) here. So you have to kind of control the number of groups. So we actually had a couple openings, and that's because – navy town people have moved and whatnot Mm -hmm. and allison our really good friend was like hey we should actually ask john and abby um if they want to join john backstory was actually my client at the time yeah but he was like the cool client Uh that we like wanted to hang out with outside of work (laughs) um so yeah we asked john and at this time abby had been diagnosed so Mm -hmm. she was she was still like pretty healthy at this point but yeah. you know like it was definitely like he was like let me just check see if this is something she's interested in doing right now and um mm-hmm. immediately like john texted me like immediately was like yeah abby's super excited <laughs> <laughs> um so uh she even told me later she was like yeah like why would he even ask like that's that's not even a question just say yes we're joining yeah, was, she was like, you almost lost our spots like that <laughs> you got him yeah <laughs> so um yeah, like it was just it was so great. That was where a lot of my relationship with Abby actually um came about in a deeper way. So, I'm very thankful for Pizza Club. Yeah. And then that's also like how you and I have had a lot of our times together yeah. too. So, yeah. And um, I didn't get a chance to ask. I wanted to know if you wanted to share anything about your relationship with Abby and your connection. I'm glad you brought that up. And it's so funny. I always forget I forget the last couple of years have just been a haze that I forget when people entered the picture and what the relationships were. Absolutely. And it is interesting to me as a friend because you two had a relationship that I wasn't a part of. Abby and I had a relationship that you weren't a part of. And now I feel like I have a relationship with you, you know, and Abby isn't here. So I feel a connection, you know, but I actually didn't get to be with you two together much. That's 
really true yeah i was mm-hmm. i love abby and i well to me mm-hmm. i didn't get to ask her this but i know i feel like she'd be like yeah we no, connected immediately validate. but she did talk to me yeah about okay, okay. <laughs> um it, it was just so much fun the first time that i actually hung out with abby was at the shack and um <laughs> she was specific like specific date comes up a lot really I know what she was about. like wild like having the best time ever and we actually um ditched our whole work crew and just hung out with john and abby all night <laughs> we're like, let me give it to another orange crush but it was the best night we just had so much fun with her um and john yes john we had fun with you I too did. yeah <laughs> um but really i had only heard about abby through oh our you know our client john our client john mm-hmm. um and i wrote that actually wrote a letter to mm-hmm. abby and it told her all about the how I even met her without her even yeah. knowing I met her kind of thing um do you, well do you want to read it you well can if you want I don't know do you want me to you can okay it goes like kind of like that's okay um not to get real maybe misty-eyed no, but okay. I mean yeah we I mean for backstory we had talked a little and I know that you have this letter yes and uh so it's a little bit you know a little longer I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a time reference of when I wrote this to her mm-hmm. um it was almost I guess it was almost a year ago mm-hmm. um yeah no it was over it was September 23rd 2018 mm-hmm. and I'm such a funny like I like wrote down timestamps because John literally responded to me like immediately because they were so great with that yeah. they were so prompt with like making you feel heard yeah oh yeah um and for anyone who's listening for reference that was I guess three months before she passed yes Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, to be honest, I can't remember. Something had specific had happened with her skins or something. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, I always felt torn of, I really wanted to reach out. But her time was so precious that why would she care to hear mm-hmm. from this very new friend in her life? But oh, Abby... She would roll her eyes at you. Yeah, I know, that. right? She'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but she had, like, immediately when I had heard you know about Abby or anything like that I just wanted to be a part of her friend I'm like one of that person's like hey I'm, I'm here again and you're my friend <laughs> <It's> now <me. laughs> um <laughs> so I just decided you know what I'm just gonna write it to her and if she wants to read it great if she doesn't she doesn't mm-hmm. and no hard feelings either way and you said it's easier for you and words of affirmation is like your natural yes. way of giving right yeah. yes I just because yeah I just think just say what you feel to yeah. someone and and so that's what this all is so I'm gonna read it to you guys and if I get a little misty-eyed, I'll stop for a second. Um, okay. okay. Let me take a sip of water, too. Mm-hmm. Cleanse the... Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I appreciate you doing this, because I know... Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a hard one, but it's good. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Abby. I've debated writing this letter for a long time now, for the fear of maybe looking weird, because we haven't known each other for that long, or the from the fear I won't say the right thing or for some reason my grammar wouldn't suffice <laughs> showing to be true with this run-on sentence Abby was like grammar she queen <laughs> and even the thought that my words aren't worthy of your time but if I have learned one thing from you it's to write and share your thoughts and feelings because because it could just help someone I can remember the day I heard about you I was just introduced to John at an event at the Sandlin Center at the CVB with the CVB we had to do this networking activity where you had to choose a table to sit and discuss a topic at the sign table. I chose a table that focused on social media so I could be the most comfortable as possible and if I'm really being honest to avoid some of the people I wasn't too fond of. (laughs) (laughs) 
Our table only actually discussed the topic at hand for maybe a total of two minutes or so and then moved <laughs> on to talk about anything else like the cool table usually does. John talked about how he just moved here with his new wife, Abby. He talked about his hometown, and I recall him mentioning his overall job hunt in the area. When um, We then had to send a panel lecture, and John being John decided to be a great new friend and continue to sit next to me in a not-so-interesting lecture. Fast forward a few months, maybe even a year, and all the countless stories that BCF team told John about John and how he was actually one of the cool ones from the CBB. <laughs> we talked about you guys as a couple and how we should invite you two to happy hours or just outside work events. Fast forward again to me coming into work, standing by the doorway in Val's office, a coworker of mine, as she broke your news to me. I didn't know you. I only know you. I only knew you from your stories or small past talk conversations about our client John's life. But it shook me. I became obsessed with trying to find a way to make your pain, your family's pain, John's pain, go away. I didn't know why. It made me feel even weirder. I hate using the weird, the word weird, but it's the only way I can describe it. That would be so upset from someone's story I didn't even know. You see, I have this thing, which I'm sure we all do, where I get so mad at the universe for doing terrible things to the best people. And while I didn't know you then, I could tell you you were a great person. And knowing you now, I know you absolutely are an incredible person. This is something that I get caught up on a lot. I obsess over how to change it or find the answers to why you have changed or as find the answers to why. But you've changed me, Abby. You've changed the way I view life. I look at you and see so damn so much strength that I get mad at myself for even having a little bit of weakness. I'm sure there are days where you feel like there isn't enough strength in you to even talk or just to get up, but please know you radiate strength even on your weakest days. You're not just another person that will come and go in my life. Regardless of your situation, you are a soul that stays with so many people, and I can tell that this has probably held true for your entire life. You have a way of embedding yourself in people that you don't even realize. I'm so grateful for you offering your time, even at your most precious states, to all of us. I don't know how to make this better. I don't know how to take away your pain, your family's pain, John's pain. But I do know that you have taken the pain away and so many other people in life for doing so many things. You have helped me with my anxiety, which I know isn't the worst thing in the world. But it does debilitate me from living in life in so many ways every day. I read your words, feel your strength, and change the way I live in my life every day because of you. Your blog will inevitably continue to change people's lives and to help them take away from their own pain or fight their own battle, finding the strength they never knew they had because of you and your father's words. So when you aren't feeling the strongest, take a look in the mirror and, and know that you're still one of the strongest damn women around. Mm -hmm. You, Abby, are forever a part of this world and whatever is beyond here, which I like to believe is more beautiful and amazing than our tiny human brains could even comprehend. Besides, we were just... Once humans used to grunt at each other and scratch our heads at a rolling stone, how much could we even evolve and truly know anyways? <laughs> the cocky primate in us like to think we know everything, but we don't. And that's so scary, but also so beautiful. Please know that we're all rooting for you, and fear in the situation is going to happen, but we're all surrounding you to be sponges to your fear. I'm here for you in any way that you need, even if it's just making pizza and candles during the times where you just don't feel like eating the slice. You're an incredible, incredible, beautiful soul. So that was my my letter to my great friend Abby. It was um, and like I said, in such Abby and John nature, they responded within ten minutes about <laughs> how thoughtful it was and how much they appreciate my friendship. And that is something 
of exactly reasons of why I know that they are the type of people that I want to surround myself with because they are truly incredible people. Yeah. I love Abby. And she was the best. Well, I want to say I appreciate you, one, sharing that thank you, mm-hmm. and two, sharing it then with her. Yeah. One of the things that I struggled with as a friend was watching how a lot of people struggled with just what you described at the beginning. Am I overstepping? Do I belong here? Should I tell her? You know, yeah. and and that's not unique to Abby. I think when people are going through difficult things, even when I'm going through difficult things, I can speak for myself in my grief and coping with Abby. People in my world struggled with, do I reach out? Do I leave you alone? And I don't know the right answer. I will say that my favorite thing that Abby and I talked about was we just appreciated when people did. Yeah. It was like there's not a boundary especially if you do it without expectation is what i've learned if you're willing to put something out into the universe to write a letter to someone like you did Mm -hmm. for instance and expect nothing in return you're just doing it because you want to that is a gift that you're giving to another person when someone texted me one of the best texts i would get would be you do not need to respond to this i just want you to know that i'm thinking about you and i love you yeah and it would take me so far and so I am glad you sent it. I'm glad you sent it to her, you know? Absolutely. And that was, it's definitely, it's so funny, like, you don't even need to respond, but that was such, like, an Abby thing, too, that she'd be like, yeah. well, I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, and she would, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, she's well, that's so, what's funny, you, that her and John, that's yeah, they Yeah, they just are, they're like that, but it, it's so true. You feel, you feel so helpless for someone when you're watching people that you care about go through something that you can't take away. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a hard thing definitely to know how to manage or. Yeah. 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 So. And and that goes into, we talk a lot about the strengths and relationships and the things that we love, the way we give and receive love. There are a lot of challenges too. And I love talking about them as well, because I think that sometimes they inhibit people from loving big or loving deeply because challenges are scary absolutely I mean you're afraid of looking in my case I was afraid of looking like I didn't you know what who am I I I was a very new friend to her who am I to be able to take you know even in moments of her time when there's so many other people in my mind I felt that were more deserving to be there so yeah it's hard you you take a risk and you're very vulnerable Mm -hmm. I think that's what's it's a difficult thing, but it is worth yeah. it. I but, did. And little yeah. did you know that Pizza Club gave her this huge no. joy in her spirit. You yeah. Know? And what a gift to come at a time when she was navigating so much. I, we talk about all the time. I think I mentioned on a few episodes, sometimes it's hard to be in the raw all the time, even for someone like me who loves feeling, you know, mm-hmm. John mentioned like Abby's thoughts around raw nerve moments and just like leaning in. And then I think about how you talked about Pizza Club and it was like, and sometimes there's this space that is light and fun and yeah. silly and freeing. And how important is that too? Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, I even think about one of my favorite Pizza Club memories with her was mm-hmm. we were actually talking about New Year's Eve traditions and like their, you know, their pajama jam stuff. Yeah. And we, yeah, we had a pajama party yeah. last year. We didn't, John mentioned it, but he didn't say it was a pajama party. Yeah, <laughs> it was a pajama party. It was so good. But um, we were thinking of, of new themes all surrounding like the acronyms of jam. Oh, so right. yeah, so 
I think we introduced that in the first you, episode. Yeah, you case, did. It, stand, it stood for, sorry, John and Abby Meyer. Yes. So each year we would have a quote unquote jam. One year it was Pearl Jam, yeah. for yeah. example. So that's what Abby uh-huh. was telling. She was like, yeah, it was like Pearl Jam and we're going to do like pajama. And then we were like, yeah, let's just do like a party with a bunch of like canned jams. Like oh, what is that? Like, I've like never jams. heard of this. <laughs> And then we just got absolutely extra and we're going through all these different scenarios. So, um, but yeah, she was just always just such a funny person. I think humor is a huge Mm. connector to me. And Mm -hmm. um, she was just very, you know, always so positive all the time with things. And um, so Pizza Club was such a blessing for my relationship with her and John Mm -hmm. that Man, pizza just brings us together, it right? Let it be. And, <laughs> and I brought it up because, not to dismiss it, because I know you commit fully. Yeah. But how easy is it in theory? No, it is. To start a club. You literally like, like can't. <laughs> and, and I. Start taco clubs, guys. <laughs> do it. Do, do it. Like a sandwich club. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I bring it up because John and I talked about this last week mm-hmm. on uh, the idea of how hard it is to make friends as adults Mm -hmm. I don't think we called it that specifically but we talked about this concept and I like thinking about gathering as adults and and I think it applies to any age where you're just not in this forced like k-12 or college environment or a camp or you know peace corps or some some community that exists when you're just in a phase in life where that's not built in somehow to what you're doing um it is hard. It is hard. It like you every age it's difficult. It's funny because of Pizza Club, we're very we are multi generational. So yeah, um please. Yeah, <laughs> we have our parents like some parents that are active members and um my little brother who's actually sixteen years younger than me wanted to start his own pizza club and mechanics but with his friends. So I was oh, like, Absolutely do it. I didn't know that. Do that. And he's so excited and like making pizza memes. It's funny. Um but <laughs> You know, it's funny, you think when you get older that you'll be this confident thing that, you know, you're like, oh, I'll have my friends and I'll know. And it's it's funny to hear actually like the older members be not confident and say like, oh, I, they probably don't want me here or like, you know, like I don't really know anyone. Mm-hmm. And um, even my mom would like, I would get her to come when she would be in town and whatnot and like. I don't really know anyone and it's so funny like you feel so scared to be vulnerable to meet people regardless of age you know range and um yeah just picking that one thing like what do you guys have in common oh we like pizza (laughs) and then you start there and then build it which is just yeah it's a great way yeah to feel comfortable and welcomed for sure I know and one of the things I was thinking about I know we talked about this a little off mic Mm -hmm. um but I know that you're so good at building community in a lot of ways. And I wanted to, to pull back a little to ask, on the other hand, like, how do you nourish yourself and care for yourself? Or what are some of the challenges maybe that arise beyond all of the community and all the time that you you pour a lot of time yeah. into people? Um, that's so, that's funny. I was thinking about this yesterday more too. Um I like to think that I'm very extrovert, but, you know, I get a lot of energy about being, like, around people and whatnot, but if I don't take care of myself, Mm -hmm. I can, I can feel myself starting to just, like, be very short, like, just feeling, like, I, like, emotional, like, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I am drained or I'm 
up to my eyeballs and just like, oh my gosh, I can't, I just need a second. Um, and I've had a really hard time. Like Rachel, like I said, my best friend from childhood, she'll call me and be like, have you like sat down in five days yet? I'm like, no. <laughs> and <laughs> I was look just at like, kind of active service. Yeah. Like checking in <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, she does. And she's like, you need to, you need to, she always calls me, you need to learn to relax. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I've been trying lately to do more things for myself um you know and a lot of my goal was a lot was mental health um and wrapping that in with physical so running more Mm -hmm. and crafting is a huge thing that I like and Kylie and I connect on that a lot too um so doing stuff like that is definitely a huge thing that I have to do to take time for myself um as well as like even though it's super uncomfortable for my personality but to sit down and just to be alone with myself mm-hmm. um oh, yeah. is really challenging for me but i found that it's actually one of the best ways that i can quickly bounce back and get back to doing everything i want to do yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> to recharge yes to recharge so i definitely mm-hmm. i try to spend more time like that like running crafting and mm-hmm. then having more time like even if it's just like being offline my job is mm. so heavy of just like staring at computer or phone screens so yeah, yeah you didn't mention like unplugging your industry but <laughs> oh yeah so I um work I'm director of sales and marketing for back bay brewing and farmhouse brewing so yeah. very it's really fun but also it can be like mm-hmm. super you're on like all the time and yeah. um so finding times to really disconnect is really important for my recharge mm-hmm. and my disconnecting lasts for like an hour and then I'm back in it. Yeah. But <laughs> well, and I think it's a common misconception about extroverts that they don't also need for sure. to recharge. Yeah. It just means you, yeah, you get a lot of energy for being around people, but it doesn't mean you don't still need to take, take care of yourself. It's almost too much. It's like over simulation. Yeah. If I don't, it has to be just yeah. a, the right amount or well, it's too much. People get greedy with extroverts. I, as an introvert, lean on extroverts, yeah, you know. Like, hey, do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to follow so, you right now and do this. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah so sure. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. And and I think that's an important message for anyone. For sure. Is, Take care of yourself. Yeah. It, I mean, I can't tell you, stress can do so many things to you. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you aren't looking out for you, while yes all the birthdays and the check-ins and stuff like that like you need your friends and your family and that really helps but if you aren't taking time for yourself like you know you're not going to be able to be energized to be there for you know the people you love so yeah or you sure for you I know yeah it's a difficult thing but (laughs) well so on that subject Mm -hmm. you know we started to talk about how you how you care for yourself I love to talk about inspiration yes and how you feel and find inspiration for your relationships for yourself sometimes I find that in pop culture so I always bring it in even though you know a lot of people are like I don't know (laughs) and Uh, that's okay or even real people or even it doesn't have to be any one thing specifically but I love to ask where do you get inspiration for the way that you how like you are with my friend okay yeah um so Oh, that's really hard. I, I thought about the pop culture thing. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> two people, I know you brought this up once, was Leslie Note with <laughs> Anne. Because I feel like 
you know, when she got that new job as like public relations director and she like filled up like with 10,000 balloons in the <laughs> office, I'd be like, that's what I would do. <laughs> but, um, I do see that. And yes. I guess it's not so much inspiration as like relation. Like yeah. I can relate to that. Yes. Um, I don't know where all that, like the inspiration other than like Pinterest or something would come from. <laughs> but, um, yeah. and then other than that, um, I thought about, I'm a huge office fan. Yes. So like Die Hard Same. was, literally watching it when it aired yeah. so yeah. Oh, yeah um shout out to yeah. the original the fans. original <laughs> yes when i had to like wait and like keep people out of my dorm room i was like it's the office get out of here i can't <laughs> hear me 25 yeah. minutes exactly um and i know like this is a common theme for people but jim and pam and mm. what i find inspiring from them is their connection of humor mm. and comedy is a massive play in my life um finding humor in things and being lighthearted about stuff is really a lot of like how I interact with my friends and just family in general too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say like comedy is a huge inspiration for me Mm -hmm. as well. I listen to stand up constantly. Yeah. And having a relationship Mm -hmm. for sure. Like being able to be fun with each other, make fun of each other a little bit too, you know? I I don't know. Well, I just remember laughing the first time that I feel like I, I remember when we connected and it stands out to me as such a vivid memory. I don't even know if if you remember the, the situation. I think it was um, our mutual friend Sarah's birthday right after Abby died. Oh, okay. Um, and it was one of the first outings. And I said this in my last episode. There were times where John would invite me to things and I would say, oh, I'm just doing this for John. Yeah. But really, I just, it helped me do things. For sure. And I, I mean, it had to be a week or two. After, yeah, it was in her, December because yeah, her birthday is December like fifteenth. Fifteenth. Sorry, Sarah. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, so we, we went. We went to farmhouse, I think. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. The old. And, yeah, and uh, yeah. <laughs> you now you remember? Yeah, now I know. So so picture me, right? Yeah. I, I mean, my best friend died like two weeks yeah. before. I'm like trying to go out and maybe be social. And I've mentioned this a few times. This idea of sometimes you can find comfort in people who who you're not, who aren't your closest exactly. people because yep. it gives you this breath of air to be, to try to be somewhere. You know, my <laughs> my people will consistently be like, how are you now? What's going on? What do you, you know, yeah. have you taken time? You know, yeah, and, and, I, and I love that. I They know me, but there are times where I'm like, well, I'm not great, but here I am trying yeah. to put one foot in front of the other. I'm here. So we go to the we go to the brewery, and I distinctly remember I had not laughed that much <laughs> in like a month, I, and it was because I'll never forget this. One of the fun things that I love to share as my fun fact, um, because I love birthdays too. That's why this is so funny. Full circle. Um, my birthday twins I love sharing who my birthday twins are and I always love to ask people like who's your birthday twin like who yeah what celebrity shares your birthday or whatever and so I don't say my birthday first I say and I don't even know why this came up but I say that my birthday twins are the Olsen twins and Lauren says we're all standing around this little barrel (laughs) and Lauren says oh wait is that June 13th? <laughs> it was like deep in my memory. I, I don't know how that came out. The only reason I know that date is because it's also my birthday. And I am I am speechless. I'm impressed. And I'm like, I am just crying, laughing. Like my face is on fire. I like can't bring myself back. And I, 
And I just can't believe that you know this. I don't know. Fact, I, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you, Kylie. That was like one of those things where I like blacked out and said it. I was like, how did I know that? Like channeled the old yeah. I mean, and, but, and how silly, but I, I cannot express how much in that moment I had not laughed like that. Yeah. I mean, the worst two or three weeks of my life. Oh, Kylie, you making know, my head big. I'm like, I you mean, laughed at me. What? <laughs> but I feel that, and honestly, if I can say this, like I think people were like, trying to keep being just as yeah. funny and nothing like, well, like i remember like and <laughs> no offense I, but i remember tom having like a deep cut reference to like one of the olsen twin movies and we were impressed but it just at that point you couldn't <laughs> top that moment <laughs> wait so we're on we're recording that yeah. i was funnier than tom <laughs> listen this is a, open for people's interpretation i will say that first initial yeah, uh-huh. moment i was like I just can't believe it. I mean, it was just belief and joy. Oh, that was so funny. But I, to, I the, to the sake of <laughs> humor that. being something that can connect people, I just, yeah. I don't even know. I didn't really know you. No, then. I know. We honestly, we weren't, we really weren't, had yeah. had that many encounters. <laughs> and I'm like, but what yeah. a great starting point. No, it was great. Also. I love that. <laughs> yeah. But in, so I feel that humor can heal sometimes. Humor it can. can. Sometimes people cope. You yeah. Know. I, I think, and that's a lot of mine. It's like coping with humor and, um, mm-hmm. That's why I love stand-up comedy because they can bring up the most like terrible, sad situations, but then like making it, it's like, yeah, this sucks. And this is why it's like, honestly, like let's laugh a little bit about how ridiculous this is. Like mm-hmm. how terrible that could have happened to me. Like how in the hell did I like get through this? But yeah, I mean, it's just like finding those moments where you never think that you're going to be able to laugh again or, you know, or you're not on that like mindset to laugh. And mm-hmm. it's a lot like a why I listen to is to force myself to laugh because yeah. they say like, you know, once you start getting those endorphins going. <laughs> I'm That's still it. riding the high of yeah. just remembering I know. that funny moment. So. Well, and so I've been asking this on that same note. It can be relevant to comedy or not. Mm-hmm. But do you have recommendations for people either long-standing or anything that's on top for you in the moment that you're watching, reading, listening to, anything like that that you would recommend. Oh, I know. And if for just a general sense? It could be general. To whatever? Yeah. Just um, as people get to know you and yeah. um, for new. Wow. Okay, well, one of my favorite comedians, Tom Segura, is amazing. Mm-hmm. He's okay. so funny. And he's actually really nice. Oh, God, it's okay. It's okay. I won't hold it against you. No, it's okay. So I actually um, was able to meet him just for a brief bit because, Abel, I paid for VIP tickets. So it wasn't like, (laughs) luckily, I ran into him. Um, But he was just such an amazing guy. He's an amazing comedian. He's very funny. Um, Can, you know, make this, take real life situations and make it really personal and lighthearted. So I absolutely Mm -hmm. love that obsessively watch the office again um and you brought up the podcast yeah oh oh my gosh okay any office fans out there you Mm -hmm. have to listen to the new podcast uh the office ladies so if you know them it's angela kinsley and jenna fisher so who plays pam and angela on the office Mm -hmm. and they are actually re-watching the whole every season going episode by episode and giving like behind the scenes that that they actually know from when they were filming like these little tidbits and like I'm obsessed with it I love Mm -hmm. it it's so great (laughs) um 
And it's actually kind of cool. It's all about their friendship, too, which is a oh. nice little tie-in here, yeah. too. I haven't actually seen it yet. But oh, it's I, so good. When I heard it was coming out, I knew I would love it. It's so good. <laughs> so definitely go out and listen yes. to that. That podcast is great. It comes on Wednesdays. Okay. So. Hey, mm-hmm. so does this. Yeah. Man. Oh, Put them com- on deck back to competing. back. Competing. Yeah. <laughs> when you have the same time yeah. slot as a popular <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think I always ask that just because, you know, sometimes people find comfort and relate to things. Sometimes, like John mentioned and a couple people mentioned, sometimes it's just to escape. And for sure. It's, it's all of those things for me. So I just love learning sure. that little piece about people. It's a, it's funny how shows can be comforting. Like yeah. when you've like watched them over and over and you just have oh, it as yeah. a background. It reminds you of a certain thing. Or, I know. Yeah. I have to do a whole episode on Gilmore Girls. I was, gonna, I was about to say, I was I, like, I feel like I, you need to do that all on my Gilmore I Girls. I know, but I have, I have to find who can, who will I talk to about it? Kylie, I will tell you it can't be me. <laughs> I, have, I, I have a running list of yeah. people who hate Gilmore Girls, which is devastating. I just, I, I want to love it. They I just know. talk so fast. I know. So do I. And you still love me. I know I love you. Yeah. Sweet. You know, we'll talk about this Okay. If anyone wants to be on the show with me to talk about it. Oh, God. And it actually doesn't have to be someone who likes it. It just has to be someone who can endure me talking about it. Absolutely. Also, please don't hold that against me, everyone. (laughs) To all you Gilmore Girls I'm going to give it. And they're going to be like running my house down with pickets. (laughs) No, it's okay. Well, and I thought of it too, because right now I'm listening to Gilmore Guys. I'm re-listening to Gilmore Guys, and I don't know if you know know about it. But it's a similar concept, although they weren't on the show, where it's one diehard fan who watched it growing up and one person who's watching it for the first time but it's two guys oh um, yeah, my gosh wait gilmore girls is notoriously perceived to be more for women it's, yes it's but not it, but it does have a heavy female-centric style um and so and they're like young 20s that like, is going so episode funny. by episode talking about it so. i would like to give it another chance I, yeah. I watched it when I was in high school. Well, this so, is what I'll yeah. say to a lot of people is it is something I think you actually have to watch start to finish. Yeah. You have to you have to get the stories like you can't pop in because it's so annoying and you don't care about the characters. Yeah, you're like, who is this? So you're like, stop talking so fast. You're a brat. Like, yeah. like, I actually get it. If you like, just, I like Luke. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. on my forever recommend list. All right. Now, I'll do it. I've somehow gone on a Gilmore Girls tangent. <laughs> and for fun, honestly, to anyone who's giving it another shot, I would recommend listening to the Gilmore Guys podcast. No, I, actually, I think that would be really funny it's too. Fun. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> anyway, it, okay. de- it has deepened my love for it, but whatever. Um, so we're going to close out the way that we always do. Yes. Um, and I have just appreciated so much your thoughts and your perspective on so many things. And I could talk to you for hours, so I have to catch myself. <laughs> Thanks, Kylie. I know. <laughs> These episodes are slowly getting I know, longer and longer. I know. <laughs> but um, so the closing segment I know you're familiar with, it's called Letter Out Loud. Mm-hmm. And it's a chance. And you've actually already done this once, so thank you for, for modeling yeah, this really well. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, but it's a chance to share a message, a sentiment to anyone. It could be yourself. It can be the audience. It can be people in your life. Um, so I wanted to open the floor up to you. And you can introduce it a little bit if you want or just jump right in. But I'll turn it over to you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I was definitely in between reading my letter to Abby oh. for that, you know, or this one, <laughs> but no, no, <laughs> it's fine. The no, it was good. Um, so originally I was going to read my letter to Abby, which you guys already listened to. So I wrote as a backup cause I'm playing a B, C and D type person. So, <laughs> um, which I think this is also extremely important. Um, this letter is actually about my past self mm. and to my current and anyone else that could relate. Um, 
and it really has a lot to do with being an an extrovert who does need time to invest in myself as a relationship and build my own relationship so Hmm. here we go um so this is a letter about my past self when the thought of me of being alone and forming a relationship with myself was one of the scariest things i could do fearing combining two different people with a was a constant battle the lauren in public and the lauren alone these two versions of myself were like oil and water my mind races will i like this person well i like what they have to say when all the background noise fades feeling like i can't breathe like the room is closing around me my anxiety sinks in as i was left alone with myself forming this relationship with a person i was so afraid to know deep down the days went by with hours of laughs from comedy podcasts covering true feelings or soaking up stories from friends sharing their day-to-day lives transported myself to a different life all to avoid what was going on inside afraid of knowing myself to be alone with myself to face crippling anxiety waves of personal judgment of how i approached the day would rush over me every uncomfortable encounter or joke that I, that just missed the mark would replay in my mind i feel defeated and my mind would begin to spiral years after self-inflicted mental abuse would overtake me until i decided to challenge myself to put intention of knowing myself loving and being okay with imperfections learning what makes me happy what sets off anxiety what makes me passionate I spent days and months forcing myself to come back to that uncomfortable place to learn who I was, to begin setting goals for myself, and the hope of feeling some sort of control over my own self, all of which led me to these intentions. Spend time with family. Invest in true friendships. Putting my health first mentally and physically. Setting personal goals for my own growth. Working on these goals are easier some days than others, but the intention remains clear, to form a relationship with myself. The reason? So I can be there for the ones I love the most. Because after years of neglecting myself and ignoring the the dark, scary corners of my mind that would soon overcome my constant thoughts, I left with so little to give to the ones that I love. And for that and many other reasons, this is my challenge to any of you who are afraid to sit in any form and form a relationship with yourself. For anyone who's looking for temporary feelings to hide the fear of being alone, and to you, I say, do it. Feel your feelings. Learn the deepest and darkest spots of your mind because you will come out stronger on the other side. Being alone isn't bad. In fact, it's the way that I was able to form a relationship with myself finally. And while I've been intentional with myself every day to choose to improve to love myself so I can love others, it's a fight worth doing. And I want to end it with quoting my favorite band who I just saw, Third Eye Blind. I've never felt so alone and I've never felt so alive. And so that is my letter Hmm. of learning to be in a relationship with yourself because it is so important. Yes. Thanks, Kylie. Thank you. Yes. And what an important message to close us out with after really talking about, you know, how we center so many people, how we do for others. And that because those are things that fill us up, you know, that's authentic. And but to remember the self. Absolutely. I, I just know. loved it. Thank you. I was <laughs> going to say, I know. It's it's so difficult to do that, but it's definitely yeah. worth investing in having that relationship, for sure. I know. Well, I, I wanted to tell you, it reminded me of a poem, and I don't know if it's okay to share oh, this. Oh, yeah. Like a I wanna, I wanna it, in a way, 
because it's one of my favorite things to share with people. And I just think it's so connected to what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, so for my recommendation, maybe my first recommendation, I'd love to read that if you don't yes, mind that. Absolutely. So that you, I want you to hear it too. Okay. It's called The Invitation. I heard it when I was at a conference once. Someone read it. And I love poetry and spoken word. I And that's it. That is why I love even the out loud section. Mm-hmm. I love when art is brought to life. And I think of letters and words as, as part of art. Um, so I'm going to read this on the note. And the challenge this week, I think, for everyone can be to take care of yourself and look in a little bit. I love it. It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for and if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing. It doesn't interest me to know how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love, for your dream, for the adventure of being alive. It doesn't interest me what planets are squaring your moon. I want to know if you have touched the center of your own sorrow, if you have been opened by life's betrayals or become shriveled and closed from fear of further pain. I want to know if you can sit with pain, mine or your own, without moving to hide it or fade it or fix it. I want to know if you can be with joy, mine or your own, if you can dance with wildness and let the ecstasy fill you to the tips of your fingers and toes without cautioning us to be careful, to be realistic, to remember the limitations of being human. It doesn't interest me if the story you are telling me is true I want to know if you can disappoint another to be true to yourself, if you can bear the accusation of betrayal and not betray your own soul, if you can be faithless and therefore trustworthy. I want to know if you can see beauty even when it's not pretty every day, and if you can source your own life from its presence. I want to know if you can live with failure, yours and mine, and still stand at the edge of the lake and shout to the silver of the full moon, yes. It doesn't interest me to know where you live or how much money you have. I want to know if you can get up after the night of grief and despair, weary and bruised to the bone, and do what needs to be done to feed the children. It doesn't interest me who you know or how you came here. I want to know if you will stand in the center of the fire with me and not shrink back. It doesn't interest me where or what or with whom you have studied. I want to know what sustains you from the inside when all else falls away. I want to know if you can be alone with yourself and if you truly like the company you keep in the empty moments. Oh my God. That was like a very full circle. (laughs) That's great. As soon as you said that. Yeah. I I love that. Thank you for sharing that too. Yeah. And I, I think that that sentiment, it carries so much weight with me. As someone who spends time alone, it's also scary to do that. It's so scary. And it Im- is. And important. I don't know. So the challenge for this week, I think, is to love big as always, mm-hmm. but include yourself in that. Absolutely. I love that. I love Thank you, Kylie. Love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you. Everyone love- have an amazing week. Yes. And thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you so much for joining us this week. You are officially part of the Better Fam. Remember, the most important thing you can do is let me know what you think and what you want more of. You can also tweet to the show at better underscore out loud 
you can rate the show on iTunes. And my absolute favorite, please, please, please <laughs> write to me at P.O. Box 222182, Chantilly, Virginia 20153. Better Aloud Podcast is also part of my larger creative platform called Better by the Letter. So you can visit betterbytheletter.org and follow along on Instagram at betterbytheletter to learn more about what's happening on the daily, including new things with the show. I cannot wait until next time. Thanks so much, everybody. Talk to you soon.